am Katya, and this is Vicky. We make much study at community college. We're like here about the room. We moved out of our dorm because it was like co-ed. Sometimes we saw the boys in their robes. You poor thing. Now I've heard about those robes <laughs> flapping everywhere. Girls, welcome to your very own Ned and breakfast. Silly talk means yes. <laughs> Here's your room, ladies. You can catch some Z's while you earn those degrees. <laughs> you rhyme like Snoopy Dog. Well, thank you. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, the podcast where we are always collecting useless shit. This week we're here to review what some may call the finale of season 16. Some may go, you're wrong, it's actually the second last episode of season 16. We don't know. We're just going to assume it's the second last episode because that's what Wikipedia tells us. It is episode GABF15. It is Home Away From Homer. I am Dando. I am Guy, and for a while I was very confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, when uh, I was sitting down to uh, watch this episode for uh, review purposes, I immediately got in touch with Dan and said, did we miss one? Did we miss an episode? I think we might have missed an episode. He yeah. set me straight, however, with the help of Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> so, um, yeah, now, now we're sorted out, and yes, we're going to bring you home away from Homer. So apparently what's happened, and I didn't even realise this whilst we were doing our reviews, is that for the final three weeks of this season, they did double headers on Fox. So last week's episode and the episode before both aired on the 8th. The two episodes prior both aired on the 1st. And this episode... And uh, what's the what's the next one called? The Holy Guest Star one? What's it called? Yeah, the Father, the Son, Father and the Holy Guest Star. That, they both aired on the 15th. Now, depending on where you source this episode... This is sometimes considered the finale. If you go on Disney+, Plus. this is the last episode of the season. And if you, this is the other thing. So, Wikipedia has this as the second last one. But then when you go to... And it says it's the 20th episode of the 16th season. And then when you go forward an episode to the um, the Holy Guest Star episode, this is what the, the, the blurb says. It is the 20th and second to last episode of the 16th season. What oh, you, my God. What is going on here? I don't understand. <laughs> but I know that the next week's episode that we're going to be doing on the show, The Father, the Son, and the Holy Guest Star, which we are considering here on the podcast, the finale of the season, that episode was originally supposed to air on the 10th of April, but was dropped due to the death of Pope John Paul II. And because it's about Catholicism, they didn't want to... um ruffle any feathers <laughs> so they basically just you know they just moved along swiftly and um pushed it back to um to may 15th and just apparently because they like to try and wrap up seasons in about may when in america because they still have six episodes left i guess they had breaks because of the super bowl or something like that they were just like double header double header double header and they crammed them all in plus they started a bit later this season as well now they've gone back to to airing or starting the seasons in september as of next season but yeah the bit of a kerfuffle but we got there it's um so we're here to do home away from home but that's what we chose to do this this week anyway and that's what that's why i put my foot down and say we're doing that one damn it <laughs> very good idea and also you yeah, look i wouldn't put it past uh, fox to do a bunch of double headers because you know what they say about fox something ribald no doubt 
So this episode here was a Flanders-centric episode, and I thought what we would do going forward is give a little bit of like a blurb at the start of the episode, because I reckon there'd be some people out there who listen to the show, and by this point, they're not necessarily interested in watching the show, they just want to hear our thoughts on it, because some people weren't even watching The Simpsons by season 16, so maybe we'll give a quick little rundown on what the episode is, the little little synopsis before we start. So basically, after falling victim to an online erotic ribald uh, live streaming scam, (laughs) Flanders realizes he's the laugh of the town, and he moves away from Springfield, and then when a gym junkie moves in next door to Homer, he realizes how much he misses Flanders, and Flanders doesn't like where he lives, so he moves back to Springfield as well. So that's a little quick rundown of what the episode is. We're going to get into it in de- into detail. But this episode here, basically the overall story is that both Homer and Flanders realize, I guess you could say that they need each other. So yeah. Flanders moves away because of what happens with the um, with the scam and everyone laughing at Homer, uh, laugh, laughing at him. And when he moves to this place called Humbletown, Everyone there is nicer than Flanders. Like he, he, he doesn't. He can't handle. They don't. They want him to get rid of his mustache. He hates the fact that uh, everyone there. He, he's not like the goody two shoes of the town anymore. Meanwhile, back in Springfield, Homer gets a jerk who moves in next door. Who basically treats him the way he treated Flanders. He realizes, oh wait a minute, I want Flanders back in my life. And Flanders realizes, oh wait a minute. I don't necessarily like being the uh, the non goody two shoes of the town because you see when he gets back to Springfield, he's like, you know, I, I like looking down my nose at you people and being the uh, not the prick, but just the the judgmental type. So in the end, <laughs> it, the, the the whole story sort of comes down to they realize that whilst they don't necessarily, well, Homer treats them like shit, but it's a relationship where it's kind of like Kiff and um, Zab Brannigan in Futurama, right. where despite being treated poorly by Homer, Flanders kind of needs him in his life so he can sort of feel better, like look down his nose at him. I don't know. What do you think? No, that makes a lot of sense. I think we regard Ned Flanders as generally good of heart, but, you know, anyone who's got that much religion in their system, there's going to be a little touch of self-righteousness in there as well. Not that he'd ever, you know, show it or admit to it or anything. Not that he'd, uh, of course, he'd show it, but he wouldn't be too blatant about it, I don't think. Or he'd like to think that he was in the right by any behaviour that he was showing. I'm, I'm trying to show these, uh, you know, sinners the error of their ways, all that kind of business. So That's, yeah, that's, that's his uh, purpose in Springfield. He's the not, the, not the judgmental, but he's the one that sort of has to go, this is how you can be better at life. This is, you should follow my way. <laughs> he's sort of a moral compass yeah. in that regard. And oh no, sometimes <laughs> you don't necessarily want to pay attention to your moral compass because, you know, it's leading you in a direction that you don't necessarily want to go. It's point. It's, Pointing you the hard way as opposed to the easy way of uh, you know just being a regular person, I guess. Also, the um, the humble figures. I like that Flanders is a collector because he had the Beatles collection that time that when we watched that episode, maybe right. two seasons ago or so, when Barton Millhouse ruined it. But we have the these figures were based on the Hummel figures. Now, I don't really know much about them. Do you know much about the Hummel figures? Not a great deal, except yeah, they are very much like the um, uh, the humble figures that we see here. They're just these very cutesy figurines of you know. Idealised childhood or small town life. It's just like, oh, look, someone's pinching a cookie out of the cookie jar. How sweet. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, oh, someone's got the first boo-boo on their finger or something like that. It's like, oh, this is just sickly sweet nonsense. But some people really go for that. So, uh, yeah, Hummel's pretty big, uh, pretty big deal uh, among a certain demographic. I, I have never. <laughs> it's 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 like Funko Pop vinyls for very square, very traditional people. The creepiest collection I've ever seen when it comes to figures was it was once in this episode of Judge Judy. This is where I first was introduced to them because somebody was suing another person because the the doll that they bought from them didn't look real enough. So there's these people out there who purchase 
kind of like you know your, your baby dolls that kids have, right? Yeah. But they look realistic, and they nurse uh. them and treat them like they're real human babies. It's the fucking creepiest thing. So basically, she had these two witnesses, this lady, and they're both sitting there with these dolls, and they were nursing them. And I'm like, they're dolls. What is happening? What am I watching here? Well, <laughs> yeah. Look, some people have got psychological or emotional conditions, you know, that uh, then this might help them out. I mean, I like to say this, that I don't judge people for collecting shit. Hey, whatever you want to collect, go for it. I collect shit and people might look at me and go, what are you collecting that for? Hey, everyone has a vice. Everyone has a collection of some kind. That's mm. fine. And, and I don't want to judge. It just seemed a little off that they were just stroking this doll. I was like, it just seemed a little weird. <laughs> I think the the good thing about humanity is that uh, we're complex enough beings that we can go, hmm, oh, okay, yes, whatever gets you through the night, it's all right. But at the same time, yeah, you're weird. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> we can balance those those two ideas in our heads, absolutely. Dano, i got to say, though, it's probably better that they're collecting these dolls than actual real babies. And kidnapping babies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a public service. They're doing the Lord's They work. are indeed. This episode also tackled at the start the uh, international films. And we just reviewed um, the South Park Film Festival episode. What was it called? Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls, of course, on our Going Down to South Park podcast, where they took a, took a look at uh, independent films. This one here was more just international films, not necessarily independent films. Um, what, what were your thoughts on the way this was handled? This is this is the <laughs> this is the common approach I feel. Maybe even still in two thousand and five, of how people treated films that didn't have didn't speak English. It wasn't until films like maybe Parasite came out where people went, "Oh, it's okay to and it's, it's fine to watch films with subtitles." <laughs> it's very ebb and flow. This kind of thing. I mean, also, I'm I'm amazed at how the unified theory of four finger discount is just coming into focus again. You know, with like one day with you know. <laughs> One day we're doing independent films on South Park. Next day we're doing foreign films on uh, on uh, Simpsons. It's uh, it's a weird coinky dink. I got to yeah. tell you, but no, it, it, there's always ebb and flow with uh, you know international um, international movies, non uh, English language films, foreign language films, or whatever independent films. Every once in a while, you know, oh my god, you know the best film out of France or Germany or uh, North Korea or Japan or whatever. And then the the, the, the um, interest will die down for a little bit, and then all of a sudden another big one like Parasite, yeah, will come along and say, "Well, independent film, oh, subtitles, they're so great." <laughs> it's like, don't you remember, like you know, five or six years ago, everyone was really mad on you know so and so. It's uh, interesting the the short attention span, but uh, um, yeah, look, oh god, I, I mean, it's probably one of your trivia questions. It's not one of mine, but the, yeah, the, that uh, that film that they were seeing, the Romanian one or the Albanian yeah, one, autumn something, god. wasn't it something autumn? Yeah, uh, Romanian autumn or something. Uh, I've got. I do have my notes. Give me one second. I will find it. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, it I just can't find looked it. <laughs> it looked internal. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Kosovo autumn. Kosovo autumn. There we go. Um, yeah, probably very much enjoyed by that gentleman uh, eating an apple <laughs> in, like the, uh, in the in the cinema. <laughs> you, that's, that's exactly the kind of person you would find watching that film. <laughs> Although comic book guy was also there as well. Yes. So you know he's he's taking a break from watching uh, <laughs> X Men movies or Spider Man movies and you know getting a little culture. Yes, exactly right. But yes, overall. No, it was it was a fine episode. It didn't, there was nothing sort of groundbreaking. We've had this similar story before, but um, yeah, is what was what it was. Had, yeah. Certainly had its moments. Not a lot story wise. Yeah, the foundation's a little um, 
flimsy, shall we say, but everything about it I thought was actually really well put together. I don't know, I enjoyed spending this time with Ned and him going through this uh, kind of situation. I liked Homer a lot this episode. I mean, he was a jerk, but he wasn't a jerk-ass. Uh, it was just, uh, and it was fun to see the um, fun to see the shoe on the other foot and him getting bullied by his neighbour for a change. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a bit of a kick out of this episode, I've got to oh. say. I mean, yeah, very slight, not a lot to it, but enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah, glad you're here. Hey, my favourite. What were your favourite moments from the episode, Mr Davis? A couple of Homer bits, I've got yep. to say. I mean, <laughs> I, I do like the relationship between him and Flanders in that Homer can just sort of rock into the bathroom while Ned's in the tub and, you know, start to hitting him up for favours and that. But uh, when Flanders actually stands up and reveals that he's wearing uh, a bathing suit in the bath, so, he, you know, he doesn't see his own shrinky dink. I just like Homer's like, makes sense. <laughs> like, oh I can't tell if he's... Actually thinking, hmm, not a bad idea. Or, okay, just no, think, hearing him. I think it's not a bad idea because sometimes when you're in the bath, you look down and you're like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> don't come this in is here. An <laughs> this is an unattractive piece of equipment at the best of times. I remember <laughs> this, when I was like, this that, isn't hell. when I was younger in the bath, I'm like, where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I got a big kick out of <laughs> when, uh, when Coach was – Bullying Homer. It's like, when are you going to start poking me? Will it be soon? Will it be soon? <laughs> Got a yeah, big kick out of that. But my, I think my favourite moment was Ned just being a bit of a badass. The, the, the slow-mo with the moustache was great, wasn't it? In Hamilton P. Uh, yeah, all that's up. But, you know, to the tune of, of the song Bad Company by the band Bad Company. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got a real kick out of that. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. I do like what about Flanders. You? What were your I do favorites? like Flanders' badass moments. Remember when they went to smuggle the, the drugs in from Canada, and he was just hanging shit oh, on the poo. <laughs> 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 oh man! But anyway, so I really enjoyed, and sort of like a running gag for me here on this podcast. Anything Jimmy Fallon related, I just, oh. I just can't. <laughs> I'm sure Jimmy Fallon's a lovely guy, but I just cannot fathom how people can watch him pretend to laugh at his guests all the time. Oh, <laughs> it just infuriates me. <laughs> what happened to late night television? We once had fucking, we once had Letterman, Conan and fucking Jay. Now we've got mm. Fallon and I know, what's his name? What's the fat guy from England? What's he called? Uh, oh, James Corden. James Corden. Yeah, I mean, I think he's quit, but like, what the fuck happened? I don't know, man. It, it seems like a real weird shift of the dial oh. in terms of, I mean, I, I I don't watch any of these anymore. I mean, I'll, I'll watch the occasional snippet that comes up on YouTube. There was that's, a funny that's one. That's all the they are there. That is made for snippets. That's all they are. They really are. Yeah, which is a shame. I mean, uh, but there was a good one the other day with Fallon uh, where this guy's an SNL Saturday Night Live cast member named James Austin. I want to say James Austin Johnson. It's a very yeah, nice name, dude. Uh He's best known for doing the, his Trump impersonation, but on this episode of Fallon, he was doing like Bob Dylan singing Jingle Bells and the different voices of Bob Dylan over his career. So, you know. Again, though, no, just made, made for snippets on YouTube. It really was. I mean, I think, yeah, they actually had the clip of all of this uh, uh, James Austin Johnson's fellow's whole thing. And I'm okay. like, eh, I'm not, I don't know if I want to see the whole thing. I think I just want to see the Bob Dylan, and, 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 <laughs> which is like two minutes of it. I know when I'm complaining, at the same time, I do understand people out there that 
that's what people want now. They don't want to watch things. They don't want to watch interviews anymore. They're like, give us the best bits. We don't have time to sit down and watch a six-minute <laughs> interview. We want 30 seconds of the best clips. Go. <laughs> well, when did we run out of time? When was the shift where everyone just suddenly realised? I feel like everyone feel, feels like they haven't got the time to sit down and watch something anymore. It's like if something's more than 10 minutes, they go, I'm not watching that. When did that happen? I, must, I don't know, man. But I'll tell you what. Before we started recording today, I was on YouTube and an eagerly awaited thing came up for me. It was the interview between Adam, the Sandman Sandler, and our man Brendan Fraser. Uh, so that's up online now. To go. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting for this. Can't How wait. long does it go for? Huh? Half an hour. An hour? <laughs> half an hour. Oh, is that all? Only half an hour? Yeah, yeah. But even then I was like, have I got time for this? Oh, I thought, <laughs> oh man, I thought it'd be longer than that. <laughs> It was a good one. It was. A, it's a very good one. So yeah, I highly recommend you check it out because I think you'd enjoy it a lot. Yeah, well, they're two of and my I highly recommend. Yeah, all our all our listeners give it a listen as um, well. Because but yeah, I, did, yeah. I just did, did enjoy Homer saying, "What are you laughing at?" If you say Jimmy Fallon, I know you're lying. Like, <laughs> this was like nine years <laughs> before he got the um the Tonight Show, whatever it is that he hosts now, late night with Jimmy Fallon, whatever. I, f- I feel kind of bad for Fallon. In all honesty, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, I don't. I, 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 at the same he makes time, a lot of money, Jimmy. He makes a lot of money. Don't feel sorry for him. True. But once you get that, it's like uh, a little respect might be nice as well. I, I, I think he's kind of harmless. I think I prefer him of the late night hosts that are currently on US TV doing late night. I think Jimmy Kimmel might be the best. out of. And I don't watch the shows regularly, but I do watch clips. And what I've seen, I'm like, I think I, I, think I might like Jimmy Kimmel the best. And even then, I'm not a huge fan of him. But you know why I feel like Kimmel's the best? Because he still comes across like he isn't afraid to actually be himself. And he isn't afraid to yeah. ruffle feathers. Where you watch Fallon and Corden, they're just like, I love you and everything. You're just the funniest yeah. person I've ever met. Right next to us. You are just the greatest. You're the funniest person I've ever met. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um, Corden, I think, you know, he sort of brands himself as this teddy bear type, even though everyone thinks he might be actually a real prick in real life. I like him as an actor. I've seen him in like movies and shows and he's actually, I, I quite like you doing this. When you're called upon to be James Corden, I don't like that so much. <laughs> um, Stephen Colbert used to be really funny on, you know, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart when he was doing and his own Colbert report. And now he's just kind of a weird suck up and I, I occasionally he has good guests and ask them, you know, interesting questions, but also he comes across as kind of a simp. I don't really dig him. And I don't know, Fallon I've just always had a soft spot for. I mean, I, I liked him on SNL, even though I thought he was a bit of a lightweight. And his and he, but he's, he's, his shtick on, like, on um, SNL was, oh, I'm going to pretend that I'm, I'm breaking character and laughing and get mm. everyone else to laugh. Like, he, his shtick was, I'm not good at my job. <laughs> That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny. Oh, that reminds me of something, but we'll talk about that when we talk about it because we're doing um, an upcoming Movie Guys review of Gremlins. Yeah. And I rewatched it the the other night, Uh, but I watched it with the actors' commentary on, and they had, you know, Zach Galligan, who plays Billy, Phoebe Mm. Cates. And poor old Zach Galligan, whose career never really went anywhere, he's just, he was talking about how bad his performance was or how bad he thought his performance was. And I thought, I never thought it was that bad, but you keep bringing it up all the time. And now I think you suck. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. When you think you're bad, don't... Some people think it's being humble by saying, oh, I think I'm bad. No, don't make it a a Mm. thing because then people will focus on that and go, you know what? You're right. (laughs) 
Yeah, look. It, they mentioned some- this in the sci episode we reviewed recently, The Fix Up, where um, the who plays Janice? Maggie Wheeler. Maggie is playing Wheeler. Elaine's friend. And she says, you know, the, the average guys are just like, oh, you know, I don't deserve you. I don't deserve you. And after a while of hearing that, you go, you know what? You don't. Yeah. Look, I'm 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 more guilty of that than just about anyone I know. I, I tend yeah. to veer towards so self-deprecation. And uh, luckily for me, though, I got a ring on it, so she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I try not to sort of act like. I mean, I don't like that act like that around the lovely Louise. I'm like, I'm so glad. To have, I mean, I am so glad to have her. Of course, I am. But you know, if you keep saying, "Oh, I don't know how you put up with me," it's like, nor do I. Mm, <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, you occasionally you just have to you have to big up yourself or just recognize your own worth every once in a while. I mean, don't get a big head or anything like that, but realize, oh, wait a minute, I don't completely suck. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that was I, I enjoyed Homer pointing out that. <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> anyway, yeah, what started as one of uh, Dano's favorite bits and a bit on Jimmy Fallon just became an impromptu therapy session. Yeah, it's just Homer just pointing out that um, you know, nine even nine years prior before he got his own show that people still apparently didn't like Jimmy Fallon. I also really enjoyed Flanders. I had no choice. It was just so funny. It's <laughs> him being a prick, but it's Dan's delivery. It was just so mm. funny. <laughs> <laughs> And as we discussed, that the Flanders slow mo, even the um, the Marilyn Monroe, uh, the 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 vent. Oh yeah, it just looked so satisfying. Like Flanders looked like he was getting, you know, when you get like a really good massage or when it's a hot day, and it's just the fan blows in your hair. It's just like it just feels like the greatest. Like Flanders just looked like oh, he was yeah. really enjoying being an, an uh, a kid, like a, a, a punk rocker. Like he was just like he was mm. like the the rebel in this episode. The bad like, boy, yeah. and um, and Flan- and Millhouse as well. Two girls. Who would want that? <laughs> the only thing I'll say about that scene is pretty much 95% of the point of this show up until this point, sorry, 95% of the show up to this point, Bart and Milhouse have been, ew, girls, they they got cuties. Now they're watching lesbian yeah. porn? Oh, so, so, yeah, not necessarily porn, it's just pillow fights, but now they're turned on by that, huh? Yeah, that's true. Hmm. They're 10. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, it's time now for some trivia for Home Away From Homer. Before then, we're going to read out some names of our beloved patrons, starting with our $50 patron of the month, Mr. Andrew Zerr, as well as our $20 patrons, Pete Anderson, Steamed Ham Champion, Dylan Haggett, Jordan Moleman Richie, congratulations on the wedding, my good sir, Christopher Darby, Plain Old Matt, Andrew Davis, Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Kevin Dental, Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, Adric McLeod, and Hank Scorpio. Thank you so much, everybody, for your ongoing support. Also, shout-outs to the newest members of the Four Figure Discount family, Michael Doig, Chris Leonard, Patrick Lauer, and Jordan Macy-Smith. You guys are legends. And a huge, huge shout-out to our man, Elliot J. O'Neill from the Simpsons Index podcast. Uh, he is our $100 patron of the month. He's continued to support us here at Four Figure Discount. So support him by going to the Simpsons Index podcast and hitting that subscribe button. 
Guy and myself were on the show a few weeks back, so check out that one as well. But hit subscribe to the Simpsons Index podcast. I'm sure you're going to love it. Remember, if you do enjoy everything we do here at Four Figure Discount, you can become a supporter of the show by heading to patreon.com slash discount for as little as one single dollar we do for exclusive content and internal happiness. As always, we love those people, don't we, Mr. Davis? <laughs> of course we do. Each and every single one of them and the, in the few people out there who have yet to become members of the Four Finger Discount family, come join us. Join us. Join us, Join us. Support the show (laughs) and help us grow. By the way, listeners, by the way, as you're listening to this podcast, our one guy, Davis, is currently in Bali, laying on the beach, sipping some cocktails, (sighs) massaging some sunscreen to the back of the lovely Louise. What are you doing right now, guy, in Bali? Well, I'm catching a sunburn, probably. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you like hit well, up all the, the? Well, I've never been to Bali. Is like everything cheap, drinks wise, or is it, do they make do they take advantage of that? Um, no, everything. I think everything's a bit cheaper. I mean, I, I was last there three years ago, and yep. yeah, I think some things are kind of even with Australia, and some things are a little bit less. Um, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, I think I think you get a bit of a bargain, absolutely. So, I'm, but I, right now I'm probably walking and going, it's so hot. Uh, I don't know about this heat on this holiday, on this tropical holiday. Uh, can we go back to Australia? No, 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 having a lovely time, having a fantastic time. You better come back with a couple of bintang tank tops for me. <laughs> okay, now now I know what you want for Christmas. And and six DVDs, burnt DVDs. <laughs> I only saw one place that actually did that the last time we were there. It's like, oh, the, the, those the were era, the days. The era of the streaming services just, you know, absolutely kneecapped the dodgy DVD market. What a shame. Yeah, I used to see them at the Sunday market here in Geelong, and they used to be like, there'd be lions. I'd be in a queue to try and get a, a, a legal DVD. Now they're like, three for five, please take some. <laughs> People just like, but you still get your older folks, like my mum's age, you just walk up and go, oh, my. This is, this is a new movie. This is pretty cheap. It's like, Mum, it's on Disney Plus right now. You use my account. You don't pay anything for it. Why are you buying this on DVD? <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's get into some trivia. All right, my first question. The film we spoke about earlier, Kosovo Autumn, where does the family go to see it? Of course, the one time I look away from the screen. Well, not just the one time, but uh, no, I do not name the name of that cinema. Please tell me. It is the Limited Appeal Theatre. <laughs> In, a, in Geelong, we call it the, uh, what's the one near the footy ground? The Pivotonium? Yeah. yeah. No, that's a, that's a boutique cinema. Yes, exactly. But that's exactly where, that, where you would see Kosovo Autumn in Geelong. Yeah. I believe so. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kosovo Autumn. Yes. It received what, uh, which award at the Romanian oh. Film Festival? Oh, I don't know. What was it? It was the Golden Bucket. Golden Bucket. All right. My next question is, how much did Bart make as a grad student? Six hundred dollars for the year. For the year, yes, which works out to be divide that by twelve is what twelve fives, yeah, so twelve five so it's fifty dollars a bucks. month divided by four is twelve dollars fifty a week. Not great. Twelve twenty five. What did I say? Twelve fifty. No, twelve fifty times four is fifty, so Yeah, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> Ooh, I'm terrible at maths. Yeah, so yeah, twelve fifty a week is what he earned. All right, what's your next question? <laughs> I just knew it was six hundred a year. I didn't, never, didn't know we were going to do maths. I didn't realize that was part of the. I question. love the conviction in your voice too. You're like, mate, two twenty-five. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell! Uh, uh, 
Who is the host of Verbal Tea? Ah, oh, it's um, it's Anne someone. Uh, oh no, Amy. Mm-hmm. Amy Levine Gonzalez? You got it. Yes. Now, is she anybody? Well, no. she must be. No, she just made no. up for the show. Okay. Just made up, yeah. Okay. Because um, NPR is national public radio, and I forgot what they call it here, but they call it something else like nationalised public radio or something. But yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I get the feeling the NPR lawyers were probably in the case saying, don't you take the piss out of us. Is it the PBS of radio? It is, essentially, yeah. Like, they take the piss out of PBS a lot. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to Google know. Amy Levine Gonzalez and see if, this, if that name actually is, not not for the, this radio person, but if that actually is anybody. Let's have a look. <laughs> Amy Levine Gonzalez. I'm going to Google that name right now. Comes up. Wiki Simpsons. Uh, Simpsons. Simpsons. <laughs> no, just on the Simpsons. See that? It's completely made up a name. <laughs> All right. My next question is, and my final question, how many days since the last boo-boo at the figurine factory? Oh, was it 236. No, you got the first bit right, 273. Oh, okay then. Because I was going to say 237, and that's just a little bit of uh, numeric dyslexia. Yeah. yeah anyway, uh, what does Coach's welcome mat say? Uh, ring bell for an ass kicking or something? Ring bell for a free ass kicking. Free ass kicking, yes, there we go. All right, guys, that's trivia for Home Away From Home. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review of the episode. Yeah. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can support the show for as little as one single dollar redo per month, where you'll not only be granted eternal happiness, but you also get access to exclusive podcasts, our exclusive Facebook community, prize draws, and much, much more. So become a member of the Four Finger Discount family today by going to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Link is in the description of this podcast. Yes, that's right, guys. He's back. After three long years, our old pal Mitch Grinter is returning to Four Finger Discount, where he and I, we're going to be picking up where we left off. Yes, starting from the beginning of Season 11, Mitch and Dando will once again be discussing all things Simpsons, as well as catching up on everything we've missed out on these last couple of years. Our new show, it launches this Monday on the Four Finger Discount Patreon channel. So if you want all new Mitch and Dando in your ears each and every month, you can support the show at patreon.com slash discount. But for now, enjoy the show. The original air date of Home Away From Homer was May 15th, 2005, either before or after next episode of Four Finger <laughs> Discount. I'm not too sure. It was written by Joel H. Cohen, directed by one Bob Anderson. And the episode kicks off with Lisa spending her sunny Sunday afternoon listening to Time for Verbal Tea with Amy Levine Gonzalez. Do you remember listening be- to the radio on the weekends? Oh, good times, good times. Before all that, though, Dando, don't yeah. forget that... Uh, I can't forget the cash gag back- and, the, and the chalkboard gag. We had the full intro this week, didn't we? Yeah. They brought back the board gag. Yeah, we had, we had the, the, not just the board gag, the complete, uh, the complete intro. Uh, because yeah. I've just been skipping the... Sometimes they skip the couch, uh, skip the chalk gags. They've been doing it a lot this season. I just sort of forget to go through it. Oh, oh. I was also noticed here was actually Jason Bateman as himself as well. I didn't realise it was Jason Bateman. It did sound Magic. like him, though, didn't it? Of course. Uh, it, it certainly gag, did, but this, okay. this was an insufficient use of Jason Bateman's Oh, 100%. It's like, like he was, people knew who he was by this point. Like Arrested Development was mm. like all over the place. But what did he do before Arrested Development of note? What was the notable roles? I think he was on like a bunch of sitcoms in the uh, in the 80s and 90s. Um what, what most people know him for? I know he was—he was in the Teen Wolf, the second one, wasn't he? He was in Teen Wolf Two, not the number two, but Teen Wolf T O O, because he's also a Teen Wolf. Plus, um, oh. Do- Dodgeball came out be- two thousand four, I reckon. So it would have come out before this episode. So Do- the Dodgeball commentator. 
there's that as well. Yeah, I mean, when did Arrested Development start? Early 2000s? 2002, I reckon. Let's have a look. Let's yeah. go on the wiki page. Uh, where would we find Arrested Development? You'd think it'd be on his wiki page, wouldn't you? Like the first mm. thing. Here we go. Arrested Development, 2003 to 2006. Okay. Yeah, Bateman was having a bit of a resurgence, but yeah, he, he'd been sort of around forever. I think he was, I'm, I'm loath to say the poor man's Michael J. Fox because, you know, Jason Bateman's you know, pretty good in his own regard, but I think there was a stage when, you know, Michael J. Fox took off in Family Ties and everyone's like, we need a, a sassy, cute, but you know, a non-threatening type uh, who can deliver a good one-liner. Uh, growing pain snapped up Kirk Cameron, who was meh. But uh, yeah, Jason Bateman was floating around various shows like that as like the cool... Uh, wise guy, older brother type. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, then he, and then he also did um, Ozark recently, which is was a good show. And I watched up until the, I believe, like near the start of the second season, and I thought a guy was killing a baby. <laughs> I think I've discussed this on the podcast. <laughs> he dunks the baby in the water, and you think he's drowning because he holds it under for a while. And I'm like, that's it. Turn it. Off. I, I turned it off. I didn't <laughs> want to see the result. I'm like, I violence on children is something I just do never ever want to want to watch on television. I just can't. It bothers me. So the fact that he, I thought he was drowning this baby, but he was just baptizing it. So spoiler alert, he was just baptizing the baby. If you get to that <laughs> moment, guys, in Ozark, don't panic. It's okay. Now I'm going to go back and revisit Ozark because I was really enjoying the show up until that moment. I was just like dumbfounded. I was like, I'm not watching this shit, and then it just threw me off. But I'm after, I still, I've never gone back to revisit the show. I'm going to have to do that. I should probably get into it. I mean, uh, the lovely Louise was into it uh, quite a bit. I never really did. I'm like, eh, I've got Breaking Bad at home. Yeah, I literally got Breaking Bad at home, but. I don't know. Maybe I should. He um, appeared in uh, a Stephen King adaptation called The Outsider a few years ago. Yes. That was really, really yeah. good. And yeah. he directed like the first episode of it as well. And I was did like, he? I was like, this is really well made. Whoever's directing this did a bloody good job. And then it comes up the end, directed by Jason Bateman. I'm like, well, this guy's not bad at all. I interviewed him ages ago. Of course he did. <laughs> Hard hat. <laughs> Hard hat time. But it was for some shit movie that he made with Melissa McCarthy. Um, has there ever been a good movie made with Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> out of the out of the dozens that she's made, I approximately two. Um, but uh, I, I say this with all due respect to Jason Bateman, who um, who I do admire as an artist. Not the friendliest interviewer. I thought um, interviewee I thought he'd be or interviewer. So, interviewee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes. I, I thought he'd be a little more affable, and he was kind of not. Okay. No. You should open up that little black book of your your previous interviewing days. I'm sure you got some phone numbers in there. Let's get Batman on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do you, why were you so mean to me? <laughs> when are you going to stop poking me, Jason Bateman? Will it be soon? Will it be soon? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now we we're, we now return you to our review of Home Away from Homer, already in progress. Yeah. So the chalkboard gag of Booger is not a bookmark, and the couch gag seems to sit on the couch as normal. The camera zooms out to reveal that the couch is attached to an anglerfish, which is what Elliot calls a. A scary fish because they're very scary looking. He, he's not alone. No, no, I've written. I've written down eaten by sea monster. Yeah. I knew it was an actual fish, but it's like that's a fucking sea monster, man. Don't tell me anything different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, as I said, Lisa's listening to the radio on her Sunday afternoon. And as we're discussing, I, used to, I my earliest memory of listening to the radio was like the top twenty countdown on like Fox FM or whatever it was. I think when I, for some reason I think when I was a kid, Fox was Triple M. Is that right? Am I imagining things? No, Fox and Triple M are always separate. But I've got, I've got a stick. I swear, I've got a, st- I've got a sticker somewhere where it says one hundred one point nine Fox, and it's, tri- but it's Triple M. I don't know about that. Before Triple, before it was Triple M, it was called Eon FM. 
I'm going to type 105.1 Fox FM just see what comes up because I'm certain I've got a sticker somewhere. And I'm going to find this sticker and I'm going to show you. It's, it's, I think it's on my toy box in the garage somewhere. It's, there was definitely something. What was it called? Eon FM. That was Triple M originally, yeah. Because I'm trying to remember the differentiation between Like Eon slash Triple M was like the rock station and Fox was a bit more sort of cool. So what, what did Triple M used to play in the early, in the early days? Rock. Rock and roll. So it's always been the rock station. Okay. I don't know what this yeah. sticker's about. Though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find this sticker and send it through to you because it's, it's a, it's a mindfuck. It's, it's so confusing. I don't know whether it was a misprint or something, but anyway. Uh, so, we're, yeah, Lisa's listening Collect to the radio item. and she overhears that they're going to discuss America's overcrowded prison system and Homer gives his thoughts on how to solve this with just, <laughs> just shit people. <laughs> and they're giving away tickets to a film directed by Bladswell Clurnt. I did not even... Try to write that down. Nah, and Lisa's um, Lisa's very excited. She says the lines must be jammed. So basically, we're getting the limited gag here. Just, <laughs> just not as funny. <laughs> yeah, a couple. If you want to hear us discuss that scene, you can check out our recent review of Radio Bart with one Bill Oakley. Uh, so Ooh. she is uh, she's the DJ surprise. Got a caller, and then meanwhile, Marge and Homer are knitting. Marge's knitted. Don't leave dog bones on the floor. The chicken bones or dog bones? Chicken bones? Uh, don't leave chicken bones on the floor. Doing a nice little bit of needlepoint or crochet. No, needlepoint is what she was doing. That's it, yes. And Lisa says that she's won four tickets to the film. And Homer says he feels like Roger Ebert and his kiss-ass new sidekick. Who was the kiss-ass new sidekick? That's a good question because it was Siskel and Ebert yeah. for a very long time. They were, the, they were like the dream team. And then Gene Siskel tragically passed away. And they were trying to fill the fill the gap. Oh, who was it? Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> speaking of kiss ass, um, it was another guy who started with S. I wonder, uh, Richard Roper. Richard Roper does sound about right, although I think a few people filled the uh, filled the other seat opposite Roger, mm-hmm. um, including our man Martin Scorsese. I say our man; he is our man. Um, so, yeah, you know, there were a few. Townsville people, oh, Homer's being a bit mean, saying you know, <laughs> that kind of suck-up. Although I think Richard Roper might have been a bit of a suck-up. Homer suggests that, because Marge says they need a babysitter for Maggie, he suggests Shark Week, Grandma Shark Week, and it's not going to go down at all. So they go to Flanders' house, and this is where he walks in. <laughs> Howdy, Homer. You here for a viewing of my shampooing? Shut up, Flanders. I need a favor. Would you mind watching Maggie for a while? Would only be until later. Oh, sorry, but I promised to rewind videotapes for the poor. Come on, Flanders. Doesn't that Bible of yours say to love thy neighbor? Why won't you love me? All right, neighbor. I'll babysit. Thanks, Ned. You wear a bathing suit in the bathtub? Yeah, so I can't see my own trinket ink. Makes sense. Flanders does have his good lines from time to time here in the show these days. The viewing of my shampooing. <laughs> there was a lo- lot of rhyming this yes. time around. <laughs> and like, and, and like the, that uh, chick says a bit later, oh, you rhyme like Snoopy Dog. Yes, Snoopy Dog, yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, just, um, I, I, I saw this, I saw those two characters and went, oh, here we go. German accents, guy's going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with a European accent, yeah, puts a smile on my dial. I, I must admit, though, what was Flanders doing in the bathtub when Homer rocked in? Was he shaving his chest or something? I wasn't paying attention, actually. Yeah. It looked like he was. It looked like he was shaving his chest. I don't know. Maybe but, uh, is that not where you shave your chest? <laughs> no, I'm keeping that body hair for life, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, speaking of hair, I did see about two minutes of the Brendan Fraser, uh, a clip of it. The Brendan Fraser, Fraser is what I yes. saw. Fraser <laughs> interview with uh, with Sandler. He's got a full head of hair again. He is. Yeah, the plugs. 
<laughs> he's either got a nice rug on or he's either got rugged or plugged. But uh, you got the, the, yeah. the Seinfeld treatment because we're discussing with Seinfeld getting plugged in our podcast recently. Mm. Yeah, so like, hey, good, good for him. Yeah, you got that whale money, and now he's got the plugs. <laughs> <laughs> he's back on the yeah, back on the scenes. I was like, you better get some hair there, uh, Brendan. Yes. Uh, so um, yeah. So Flanders says he can't babysit because he's going to be rewinding tapes for the homeless. But eventually, he agrees, and he's wearing shorts because he doesn't want to see his own shrinky dink. We're now at the cinema, and. Uh, Bart says they haven't got uh, what is it? They haven't got ca- uh, arcade machines. They've got weird free newspapers. <laughs> so he asked Marge if he's a butcher or a femme. What are you, a butcher or a femme? I can see you being a butch. Uh, <laughs> I'm a femme butch. What are you? Um, whatever she wants me to be, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this theater sucks. My seat's uncomfortable. The screen's only half a screen, and that guy's eating an apple. Would you care for a segment? Yes. Ah, Odi, porvad, fari. Purkutus takam zili. Unyamu abiatur se biatu ayeta. What language is this? Gibby Gabby? It's Albanian, but the producers added subtitles to make it commercial. Mom, I don't want to read. It's a weekend. I've had enough. I'm leaving. Oh, I'm stuck. Why did I eat that apple segment? At least 60% of the population, when a film with subtitles comes on, like, I don't want to read subtitles. But it's funny, that's how Nicola and I watch everything now, because we don't want to wake up the kids, so we just put subtitles on. The only problem is, I feel like I end up spending two hours watching words instead of the actual movie. If there's subtitles on when you're watching a film or TV show, are you just inclined to just constantly look at the words, or are you able to concentrate on what's happening on screen? I think I'm able to do both. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm, I don't have any kids to wake up or anything like that, but I still have the subtitles on because... I don't know. I think I'd like to have, just in case, oh, that was a good line. I didn't want to miss it or anything like that. Um, no, I, I always have the subtitles. And I, don't, and I don't feel like I am losing anything. Problem is, so many shows that we watch, it's usually like the, the Rookie and the Law and Order, just like the brain-dead, easy-to-watch while you're mm. eating food kind of, kind of shows. <laughs> they talk so fast. It's just so much happening. It's like it's hard to keep up sometimes. It's like, wait, what did he, wait, what did, what did he say to her? What, what did she say to him? What's, so we go back like 10 seconds, we just read the words like, oh, okay, ah, makes sense now. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do find that if I don't have the subtitles on, I miss every second or third line of a show. Yeah, sound mixing has become a bit of a, yeah. uh, a lost art these days. And also, you know, actors aren't enunciating the way they are. We've got uh, too many mumblers and not enough sideshow males. See, I tweeted Matt Salmon today. I'm like, what the fuck was your fascination with Sideshow Mel? <laughs> I noticed that. I saw that. Well played. <laughs> Get back to us, Matt Salmon. Let us know. <laughs> so then he's trying to point out the things that are wrong with this. You know, that guy's eating an apple. Care for a segment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the producers, Lisa points out the producers have added subtitles to make it commercial. I'm like, Lisa, you're eight. Get over it. And then Bart covers his face. He doesn't want to read. Doesn't do any homework. Homer's stuck in the chair. He can't get out. Why did I eat that apple segment? Then we cut to the Flanders house, and I've just got here, this seems so peaceful. Flanders mm. sitting there in the chair with Maggie asleep in his arms. The kids just playing the little tea party game or Last Supper game. <laughs> playing Last Supper with, <laughs> with Judas Bear. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Just spit on the tea party game. Um, Maggie, uh, Mar- Marge walks in. and oh, Before that, actually. No, this is before that. 
So uh, Flanders shows Maggie the, um, the the humble figure. So it was actually before that scene. So he's showing Maggie the humble figures that he started collecting from Parade magazine. I like the music for Humble Town. They sort of play yeah. a little bit here. Humble Town remind, reminds me of um, uh, Duloc from Shrek. Oh, okay. That seems about right. It does seem like a bit of a fairy tale kingdom, doesn't it? Yeah. Welcome to Duloc. <laughs> <laughs> and Homer, um, Homer has ruined the other 300, unfortunately, that were in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. So they're just playing at the home. It's just a prick of a person. So after the film, Elisa says she feels sorry for the villagers that have to drink their own tears. And Bart's just impressed that he was able to cut off a ponytail or someone else sitting in front of him. And he makes fun of the other uh, grad students and Lisa and Margia. Don't make fun of them. They just made a terrible life choice. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old graduate students. Uh, so everything else we've got here and everything's fine at the Flanders house all going well and Marge arrives to pick up Maggie but he won't take her money even though business has slowed down since the left mart arrived I hope there's an episode on that Flanders like left touring versus the left mart I feel like there's a story there yeah. that we can delve into that'd be fun like Homer helping Flanders sabotage left mart without, <laughs> Fl- without Flanders knowing so Flanders is, not, is oblivious as to why his business is increasing it's because Homer's fucking up left mart that's a good idea Anyway, so he says, you know, I might suggest then that you could get a, um, you could rent out one of your rooms. You know, oh, yeah, it could be a, a landlord, actually, a land felon. <laughs> felon. There's only one lord. <laughs> There's only one lord. And we cut to the people applying for the roles. So first, it's Nelson. He's got the little pamphlet there, No Pagans. And he says he needs a place to stay whilst his mum dries out. They've just completely thrown the dad angle out the window now. They kind of have, yeah. Look, for, for like a whole season there, all they did was say, Oh, Nelson! The only time he saw Nelson was when he was going, "Papa, I miss my papa." That was like that was Nelson for like an entire season. Well, he got his papa back, and then we never saw him again. <laughs> what the hell? You're, you're a fool expecting continuity from the Simpsons. <laughs> it's your fault. Your fault, viewers. It's your fault for caring. Uh, crazy cat ladies there as well. Then we get Katya and Vicky, mm. and they just. They're playing up their accents. They're not actually like speaking like that. They're playing up that they're all innocent and, you know, oh, oh we, yeah. need, we need a place to stay. We don't want to see the boys in their robes. And <laughs> that's what gets Flanders in. interested. He's like, yeah, those robes, things flapping everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcomes them in. Welcome to your very own Ned and Breakfast. Yeah, I like that line. It was good, wasn't yeah. it? It was good. <laughs> Uh, he shows them their room and catch them Z's while you earn degrees. I say he rhymes like Snoopy Dog and he walks off proud of himself and then they immediately just immediately set up the camera they haven't put their bags down they've got the camera out up on the shelf and they're ready to go got to make that paper you know so it's time to explore their sexhood without restraint exactly this reminded me very much of American Pie just that era of webcams remember what webcams webcam shows <laughs> <laughs> still a thing uh, to some degree you know the technology is yeah, yeah. just uh, you know well, I'm, Dan and I are recording this over Zoom and looking looking each other in the eye. It's it's very intimate, uh, but you know we couldn't have done that without the magic of the webcam. Remember um, back when you'd be live streaming something like live streaming a webcam, but you only see like every three or five seconds of something. Oh so I was yeah. like, oh, deep. Oh, deep. and they're gone, and they're back. <laughs> Bart and Millhouse are on the computer, and Bart asks Jeeves why he sucks so much. Good old ask Jeeves hasn't been around for a while now. I don't reckon. I think Jeeves still exists, but no one's really asking him anything. I think no. <laughs> I think Google's basically just giving Jeeves the finger. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody wants to know from me. Nobody wants to know what you think, Jeeves. They see the banner for sexyslumberparty.com. It's flashing. You better click on it. I still see banners sometimes pop up and I'm like, we're still doing this in 2022. Like, mm. I, is there anything more annoying on the internet 
than a fucking pop-up. You know, what's, you know what I hate is when the websites, they've gotten smarter now. They know that people avoid banners. So what they do is they, they have the page load and then once your mouse moves, it jots down a second where you, you so they know where you wanted to click and then yeah. as you move your mouse, it becomes a banner and then you click on the banner by accident. Sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, believe me, I've been through that. Oh, terrible, terrible stuff. I know what we can ask Jeeves. Why does he suck? Hey, a banner ad. Sexyslumberparty.com? It's flashing. We better click it. <laughs> gotcha. Do you think anyone's watching? If they are, they will see us explore our sexhood without restraint. Hey, this is one of those dirty websites. Two girls? Who would want that? Oh. You may inside come. I got five beta cappuccinos for Ned's pre-meds. Flanders! That's odd. I could have sworn I just heard someone shriek my name. You heard nothing! Oh, that's better. We come back and Bart and Milhouse are watching this here. <laughs> this is when Nicola was cooking dinner and she watches the TV and it's just someone getting spanked with a little boy's photo. Nicola's like, what is this? <laughs> I get the feeling every three episodes, <laughs> Nicola looks over at just the wrong time. Yeah, exactly. She was just like, uh, what? what? Yeah, huh? And Homer yep. says, you know, the Jimmy Fallon line as we're discussing. And he was that Rod or Todd fl- that they were spanking with, by the way? That was Could Rod, the youngest. Yes. And so, no, no, so Todd's, Todd's, young, Todd's youngest. Todd's youngest. Yes. Okay. Bit of the old spare the rod gag. Anyway, no, that's terrible. <laughs> Realises that it's Flanders, Homer does, and they explain to him that, you know, Flanders doesn't know this is happening. So he's looking forward to telling everybody so he'll feel important without drinking. So he's at uh, the quickie mark first and he's showing a poo. And then Mo walks past. Yeah, nothing sexier than still photos in a girly magazine. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, there was a time when that was true. That That is correct. The good old days, we used to call them. Um, <laughs> when, does, when does home... Sensual, isn't it? <laughs> that crap. Uh, yeah, when, when Mo looks over at the screen. Yes. What? Yeah, sensual. <laughs> Homer says that, you know, he's, he's just... Homer's in this moment is kind of annoying, just the stupid flanners in his stupid house, and then it cuts to him mm. playing with the Moses bobblehead at church, which doesn't really go anywhere. He's just playing with the bobblehead at church. Not really. I mean, they're having the giveaway. That's what you see of the of the church um, notice board as the. Oh, the I didn't see that. Okay, well, that makes yeah. more sense then. Okay, it makes more sense. See, that's when you looked away from the screen. I yeah. looked away from the screen when they had the uh, what they call it, the limited run or limited edition was the name of the cinema or something. That limited appeal cinema. Limited yeah. appeal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's when I looked away. You looked away at this particular moment. So, so I said free bobblehead giveaway. We can't, be, we can't be doing everything all the time, people. We can't be, no. Free bobblehead giveaway, is that what it said? Uh, bobblehead Moses giveaway. Okay. So Flanders walks in and everyone is making fun of him, basically saying, oh, no, those comely uh, borders at your place. I was like, fuck off, Sideshow Mal. I've had enough of you <laughs> this season. <laughs> uh, Homer then needs to pee. Fetch me a bottle. We've all had that moment where we're watching a good movie or a TV show, and I'm like, I've really got to pee. I really can't bother getting up. I don't want to push pause because sometimes you're watching a film and you're like, if I push pause, it's going to kill the the vibe that Momentum. this film has spent the last 35 minutes building, you know? Yeah. So you pee in a bottle. This, this, <laughs> this, <yeah. laughs> this pee flow is going to disrupt the movie flow. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Look like what you did there. 
<laughs> so don't worry, Dad. I've seen you hit the toilet from here. And then Marge walks in and Homer tries to cover up. And then he, she tells Bart to look out the window. She can't believe what they're looking at. Yeah, with pleasure. Looks out, sees them in Ned's house. She realizes it's actually happening at Ned's house. And in Marge is like, drags hey, him out happening. Well, that's obvious, Marge. He doesn't even know. So she drags Homer <laughs> over there to tell him. Uh, first of all, Homer doesn't actually tell him. He says he's thinking of getting into the yogurt franchise or getting one called Plops. And then Flanders... Eventually, as he, when he does tell me, he kicks the softcore sophomores out for selling the internet for putting porn on it. <laughs> By the way, it, a terrific um, pronunciation of pornography. <laughs> they walk out the front door and they get cheers from all the horny men in Springfield. And Flanders realizes the whole town's just been laughing at him this whole time. And uh, Homer, he's like, you're my only friend, Homer. That's why Mo points out that actually it was Homer that started this. And he actually told everybody, not a good friend at all. No. I, I had no choice. It was just so funny. <laughs> and as, he just realized here, this maybe not the place to be anymore. You know, cast bread upon water. All I got was soggy bread. And we get, I, I like the gag here because you don't like the mmm moments. You think they're lazy. But I like the mmm soggy, but don't do it, Homer. It's not the time, Ed. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, look, I don't hate... I don't necessarily hate the mm, moments, but I think you've got to be sparing with them. You've got to dole them out at just the right moments. Yeah. And this, this is one of those moments. What's wrong, Daddy? Well, Toddy, you know how I said our friends are like the Canaanites? Today I realize they're more like the Midianites. <gasps> ah, I wish we lived in a place more like the America of yesteryear that only exists in the brains of us Republicans. Made in Humbleton, PA. Huh. I don't usually make big life decisions based on things stamped on things that I bought at a garage sale, but corn dogged boys, it's time for a change. <laughs> so he decides to move to Humbletown. And Lisa says that, Homer, you've humiliated the best friend that we ever had. And what does he say? Oh, yeah, the real victim is Ned. That's what we've been trying to tell you. So he takes the apology <laughs> basket over to Flanders and finds the note that says they've made fun of him for the last diddly ass time. And it's all <laughs> somebody else's fault. I love the crossed out stupid on the, on the apology basket. Yes, stupid Flanders, yeah. The new guy now moves in. Uh, what's he called? A Clay Roberts. Clay Roberts, yeah. He's mm. got the, he's got the, uh, the Starving Teachers hi- uh, Moving Company. Marge says, maybe this is a chance for a fresh start. So Homer, get over there and, uh, and make a good uh, first impression. So Homer's taken every precaution. He's got Bart chained up. A guy that was just like, whatever. That just didn't work yeah. for me at all. Yeah. Yeah, Homer then goes to see Clay. And I've got here... Whenever they want you to know that this person is a gym teacher, they've always got to have a whistle around their neck. <laughs> it's like the cliche, this guy is a gym teacher, whistle. Whistle around the neck and a flat top. Yeah, yeah flat, flat top haircut. Uh, apparently, this uh, character was based on Biff Tannen from Back to the Future. Okay. What, just visually or? I think just visually, yeah. But uh, maybe also in demeanor because, yeah, he does have a bit of Biff about him, the, the just general sort of bulliness about him. Biff seems more fragile, though. Uh, when you're watching Biff as a character, you can sort of see, oh, this guy isn't as tough as he as he says he is. You know, he just mm. he's clearly bullying because he's just he's trying Insecure. to cover for something. Insecure. Yeah. Where this guy's just like, oh no, he's pretty jacked. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just a dick. <laughs> yeah. Home. Speaking of little sidebar, I mm-hmm. went to Target here in Geelong this morning with with Holly. I played Daddy Daycare in the mornings here on a Wednesday, and there was this guy. You know when some people are just rude for just the sake of being rude. And a, so I'm looking at they're selling these Simpsons socks in the um in like the 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 impulse buy section as you're walking to the aisles at, at Target oh, yeah. the cash registers at at Target. And I'm just looking there, and he, he just walks past me and goes, "Move, mate!" 
And I was like, all right, sorry, mate. And he just keeps walking. I'm like, all right, whatever. So he's in front of me. I, I go behind him in line. And the girl says to him, she, oh, she's probably like 40, but she's just like, uh, card or cash? And he just goes, what? She goes, card or cash? And he goes, I just want to fucking buy these. And he's holding up like a pack of undies. She goes, okay, yeah, but are you using card or cash? What are you talking about? And I'm like, oh my God. Holy shit. And he's just like angry. He's a man. And she just says, are you going to be paying with your card or cash? And he goes, fucking card. And she goes, okay, then please just go over to the registers over to the left then. And he walks off mumbling. I'm like, oh Jesus. And she sends me to the one next to him. And he just stands there. And for about 10 seconds, he's just looking at this register like he, a blank stare, doesn't know how to Come scan on. it. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, I tried to teach. I was like, oh, mate. And he goes, I don't need help, mate. And I was like, okay. I was, like, I was just, I, you just got to scan it there. And he tries to scan it. It's not working. He goes, see, not fucking working, is it? And I said, you got your thumb over the, the, the barcode. <laughs> and he scanned it. Nothing else is said, right? Nothing else is said. And then I pay for my thing. I go at the front and Holly wanted me to um to open something up to, so she can play with it as I'm at the front. And he starts walking past. And as he's walking past, he just goes, Thank you. He keeps walking. I was like, I broke him. I broke him. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a Christmas miracle of a story. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so rude for the sake of being rude and so angry. And then I got a thank you out of him. <laughs> Wonder what's going on in that man's life. Oh, that's what I was thinking to him. Like, how how what has to happen for you to be so angry over something so trivial? Just what this lady just asked you cash or card and you treat it like she asked you whether you want to die or not it was just like what is happening it's funny look it, it, it is as the song says the most wonderful time of the year but i don't know and the lead up people are just stressed out man they yeah. really are that's why you do your christmas shopping early i've got your christmas presents sorted in like november <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well i'm getting yours in bali Bin oh awesome later. <laughs> as long as it's Simpsons season seventeen on DVD, that's what that's what oh. I want with the with the with the Balinese writing across the front. Absolutely, <laughs> and the and the Family Guy characters on the front cover. That would be the ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we up to? Ah, uh, yeah. So he he finds finds the note. Um, is that what we're up to? I oh, know we're way past that. <laughs> she sends yeah. Homer over there to talk to Clay uh, Clay Roberts. I like the Homer called him neighborino. So basically, they're trying to say to you, Homer is now Flanders. Hi, I'm Homer Simpson. I live next door. Um, and, um, so, is that your whistle? Damn straight. Clay Roberts. I coach wrestling, so everybody calls me coach. Uh, listen, uh, neighborino, I want to start our relationship off on the right foot, so if you need anything, anything at all... Huh, what jagoff left this here? So Flanders arrives at Humble Town. A great animation and just great music. I just really, it's very inviting. It's just, it's very nice. And everyone's waving to him and stuff like that. It's too, and, but you know, it's too good to be true. You know, when he says, boys, we're home. You're like, yeah, something's not, so, when something's that perfect, something's not right. That is very correct. Uh, although I would be inclined to stay in Humbleton forever just because it's got one of my favorite things of all time. A dog running away from a yes, butcher with a sausage. string of sausages in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that it was going to get money. I thought it was going to be one of your favourite moments. I love the visual of that. The butcher chasing after him. <laughs> uh, look, I, I want to make it to the end of my life. I hope I don't make it to the end of my life without seeing a dog running away from a, from a, a running butcher <laughs> with a string of sausages in there. If I saw that in in real life, I would just go, take me there, Lord. It, it does, uh, it's not going to get any better than this. <laughs> The sheer glee of the dog running away with these sausages too, yeah. Um, <laughs> Clay then wakes up Maggie with, kick it! 
which you would have got a kick out of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Again, they've um, yeah, they've dug deep into their you know they've stuck their hands in their pockets and pulled out a fat wad of cash to throw money for the uh, for the Beastie Boys and a few other um, what other there's some other music in this, isn't there? That's well, there's Bad Company, yes. But um, wonder if there's any other songs in this. But um, you know, Five Year Ride to Party would have cost them a pretty penny. It's funny how we our recent chat with Radio Mike when we interviewed him for um or reviewed our Millhouse Divided with him. It's funny how he's just like, you never really hear many commercial songs on The, on the Simpsons. I'm like, not in your era, young lad. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I guess so. He when, when he was growing up, this would have been his era if he was watching new episodes because he's, well, yeah. I think he said he was 27. But people who tend to just watch the classics, I guess so. But it's funny how we've reviewed these, like, I think it's like 14 through to 16, probably had more hit commercial songs than ever in the history of the series, I reckon. I reckon really, so, yeah. They've really pulled out the, um, the checkbook, as you say. But yeah, so Homer goes over there to try and uh, sort it out because they're, they're good friends, he and uh, he and Coach. It's a, a game, who punches the softest? And he always lets Homer win. And then there's a good line here. When Homer says, you're waking up my baby, he's like, well, unfortunately, the twins are just waking up, dude. And I'm like, that is just pretty much every <laughs> wanker at the gym. <laughs> every gym bro. Yeah, uh, no good. Uh, encourage me. Just say go go go. <laughs> Flanders then uh, is greeted in Humble Town with, "I'll take your smile, raise you a wink and a giggle." <laughs> I loved that line. I thought it was really good. <laughs> Can you? I think going to a place where everyone is like you and everyone sort of shares your interests and your sensibility and all that. Nice place to visit. You wouldn't want to live there. No, it seems like <laughs> a good idea. But yeah, when you're constantly surrounded by yourself, you realise, oh, wait, no. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. <laughs> I hate myself and everything about it. Yeah. But Flanders <laughs> says, yeah, this place is sweeter than cake made of pie. The dogs even curb themselves. So I guess curb means to clean up dog shit. Yeah. Um, I've never yeah, heard I've that heard term that used in me. Australia. Do people say that in Australia? Curb, no, curb your dog? Yeah. P- pick up your dog shit. That's yeah, what, that's Australia is pick up, pick up on the sign says pick up shit after your dog. <laughs> <laughs> he applies for a job at the figurine figurine factory. He's going to start in the dimple department. Or saw me yesterday, and but he says unfortunately I have to shave the uh, the hippie lip, and then his friend is Not like, oh, I don't really want to. Yes, and pulls the um pulls the puss and boots face with the with the eyes and the tears, mm. and he, he makes him wear a warning whiskers mask long before there was. Wearing a mask was a thing. The kids then ask, Dad, why are you shaving your nose neighbor off? And then we get, get like an abortion gag here. It's my right to life, my body, my choice. Choice? Yeah. Oh, oh well, one gets the feeling that Ned would be you know, pretty much pro-life. But uh, so it's good to see him being a tiny bit hypocritical when it comes to, you know, his body and his choice. Because he's being treated the way he treats others. He's like, oh, wait a minute. I don't like this. This isn't. This isn't Wait this isn't, a minute. Yeah, this isn't really fair, is it? This isn't fair at all. So then he arrives at work. How good's that? Like bad company with the scuff, the the badass reveal of the mm. mustache. <laughs> <laughs> the woman fainting when he's uh, swishing the milk out of his mustache. She faints in the background. Then we get the the air vent, and they give him the um the the little uh, figure. You're skating on thin ice. You're or you're nice. on thin ice. Homer is then watching Bateman's Bentley on Chop Shop. I liked this parody of just those shit reality shows oh, on MTV. Yeah. Chop shop, chop shop. You've been punked. You've been punked. <laughs> we're, we're getting ready to pimp your ride. Pimp my ride. Pimp my ride was a bit different. It wasn't pulling a prank. But Bateman just has like the opinion of how anyone who goes back and watches punked now in many, many things. Not necessarily punked because they didn't really damage anything, anybody's uh, stuff on punked. But there's some shows where they just ruin someone's day. And you watch it now and you're like, <laughs> 
Why did we think this was entertainment? What? Why? Why are we enjoying this port? Like, I get it. They're famous, but why do we have to ruin their day to make ourselves feel better for not being famous? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Of course, <laughs> that's pretty much the whole part of the show. It's like you know, hey, these people, these people maybe have a lot of money and maybe more important than you, and have a bigger house and many beautiful ladies. That's where they sleep with them on a big pile of money. But hey, look, <laughs> that car's got no wheels now. <laughs> but I think Bateman's the perfect celebrity for this guy too, because Bateman's like, don't, you don't pull pranks on Jason Bateman. It's Jason Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> Bateman's like, well, and it's, it's, always, it's also just Bateman's comedy as well. Why would you do that? What, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> but it, they really do know that whole sort of attitude thing that was very prevalent in the, uh, in the early 2000s. Yeah, but just... <laughs> obnoxious repetition of chop shot chop shot yeah and speaking <laughs> of speaking of uh, chop the tree is chopped down next door and it cuts out Homer's Ooh. power line uh, how am I supposed to eat without watching TV I discussed this recently <laughs> on, a, on a podcast can't remember which one I think it was our review of Millhouse Divided that we sit in front of the TV and uh, eat True. our dinner Nicola and I uh, Radio Mike sat at his <laughs> it sounded so morbid I sit alone in my one bedroom apartment <laughs> with no dining table <laughs> <laughs> eating eating two minute noodles yeah. without the flavour sachet and no fork <laughs> with a spoon <laughs> oh man but yeah anyway so Homer's Homer's not a fan of um of the fact that he has no TV the guy uh, Clay calls him fat and as we get the when will you stop poking me line that you like so much <laughs> and this is where they really rub it into your face really shove it down your throat that Homer has become Flanders because he stole gas from Homer and Homer's like but I stole that from Flanders Flanders hmm Flanders. Huh? What are you doing? Reminiscing? Like a woman? Like a woman who's made the biggest mistake of her life! <laughs> he arrives in Humbletown. I loved the, the, the heading of the um of the paper. Did you see that? Oh, what was oh it was oh um her Führer. Her Führer. Her Führer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tells Flanders that he wants him to come back. He's like, you're not going to be a laughing stock. He's like, no, you'll be a respecting stock. He's like, he's mm. like what? I, might, I might be a joke, but there's one thing I can't take away from you. It's your kindness, gentle spirit, and your infinite patience with a big dumb jerk like me. I did read a review and I, about this, and I do agree to an extent where the person was saying that Homer, when he used to apologize, was because he's realized he's made a mistake and he's going to change his ways. Where now when Homer apologizes, it's more a case of, I appreciate that you just put up with me. He's not mm. actually admitting that he's going to change it's just like no. i need you back in my life because you put up with me being a jerk that's a good point actually yeah yeah i mean uh i don't know we, we're all tolerating homer a bit too much at this stage flanders tries to say that now that we've made a new start and he looks over at the town and they're all confused by the letterbox so he's had enough tells the kids to put on their goody two shoes but i've got a girlfriend now now you've got a pen pal yay yay <laughs> That that's, uh, anything with Rod and Todd tends to make me laugh. Then we get Flanders. He's back at his old house, and he asks Clay to to move out. He wants his house back, and Clay's not having it. And Flanders like, "Well, your you, your check actually bounced, so I'm pretty sure I still own the house." Tries to punch Ned, and because Ned's a bad ass, <laughs> he humbles. Well, him. it's also it's also a nice sort of um, payoff because we you know we saw Ned in the in the in the bathtub earlier. It's sometimes it's easy to forget. It's like, oh, that's right, Ned's jacked. Yeah. And I think that's probably why they had the bath scene to remind you of that for for this yeah. moment here, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the the way he, he's been to humble town, now he humbles clay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I really like this line from Homer. <laughs> why did you hit me? I was begging for mercy. I saw an advantage and I took it. That's what heroes do. <laughs> <laughs> and then just that look off to the side. 
That's yeah. what he raised you. <laughs> and Homer has now stolen the organ from the church. Flanders says, take it back. He says, we will after the party. What's the song he plays? Largo. It's a, it's a freeze frame by the Jay Giles band. That's a, they're, all, they're all having a good time. Flanders is glad he can now look down on every, uh, look down his nose at everybody once again and then waggles his finger a bit, which annoys Homer. So back to the status quo. But they need each other, don't they? They do. It's a, it's a, a, a dysfunctional but nonetheless necessary relationship yes. that keeps the uh, the Springfield Matrix as it is. And the writers need them too for the uh, for comedy reasons. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, what was it called? Home Away From Homer. I didn't really know much going into this episode. I don't actually remember ever seeing this episode before I did my review, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. It was a fine one. Not too bad. Not a, a sterling classic, but... Uh, Got a few Nedder- no, Flanderisms, a few Homerisms. Yeah. And um, and a bully got uh, shown a bit of what for, which yes. we always appreciate. There we go, yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? Oh, that bashing someone over the back with a, uh, with a uh, wooden chair is what heroes do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> if the Simpsons taught me anything, <laughs> I learned that the next time those kids out there are being reckless and are causing a ruckus, it's time to chain them to the tree at the backyard. <laughs> Not even a tree, to chain to a peg. Was it, was, it, was it chained to a peg? Is that what you chained to? I think it was a peg. I don't think it was chained to a tree. I'll, I'll, I'll at least write their names on their, on their water bowls. It'll be okay. Well, that's because you're father of the year. Exactly, yeah. From this day forward, your names will be... All right, it is time now for the Guy Davis New Name Championship. Only two weeks left, but we've already realised mm. that a certain individual has already won. Have we, Mr. Davis? It's won. Philip J. Hawkins, he is already eight points ahead of second position. So, Phil, you have won this uh, this season, but you can still get your chance to enter the new name uh, the new name wildcard draw, uh, which will be drawn next week on the show, on the next on-air review of the uh, the guest, uh, was it The Sun, The Holy Guest Star, whatever that one next one's called. It'll yes. be drawn on that one because next week's episode of Four Finger Discount is going to be a special uh, review of uh, one of Guy's favourite episodes of all time, The Last Temptation of Homer, with one Charlie Clawson. Yes, indeed. Uh, Charlie, of course, does his uh, own his own podcast empire, so we're going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to take that over in a hostile takeover. No, but he, yeah, he's very generously going to appear on uh, Four Finger Discount. Yeah, talking about, yeah, as Dando said, one of my favourite episodes, probably my favourite episode. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that very, very much. All right, the current leaderboard stands at this. So in first position, obviously, is Philip J. Hawkins. In second position, Luke McKay on 18 points. And in third position, D.L. Gorman on 17 points. All right, Mr. Davis, hit me. What are the points this week? Okay, one point goes to two girls, one Flanders. Have you ever watched the actual video of that? I've never seen Never it. have, never I, will. No, <laughs> never going to watch it. <laughs> just, I've seen a screenshot like once by accident because someone like flashed it in front of me. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Not my bag. <laughs> That's why I won't let Elliot watch that stupid show Blippy on YouTube. Have you seen heard of Blippy? He's a guy that wears like the spandex or the whatever they are and the, the orange hat. He's like a kid's, show, a kid's host on YouTube. But he before he became famous as Blippy, he used to do like fucking jackass videos and one of his videos was sitting against the wall and having his friend shit directly into his mouth I'm like you're letting your fucking kids watch this moron and let and helping this guy make money by your children watching his shit he used to have his friend shit in his mouth come on guys and Pee Wee gets in trouble for wanking in an adult cinema this guy has people shit in his mouth and he's okay what 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 
I am just flabbergasted by this. I mean, I don't know if we're going to put any video of this, but I was just doing... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like one of those clowns that you put a ping pong ball in, the, in its mouth <laughs> at, the, at the show. Because, uh, no, I'm sorry. I will not let this guy make you, a you, cent from my child when, he's, when that's not. what he used to do. <laughs> no, no. You, you allow someone to shit in your mouth even just once. <laughs> no, forget it. You are just off limit from, yes. for the kids. All right. Uh, so who gets the two points? Two points. Oh, sorry. That was Steve, Steve Roberts gets the one point there, by the way. Steve Roberts. And that was the first oh. time he appeared on the leaderboard. So why don't Steve, you're in the, you're in the wild card draw. <laughs> wild card. Steve Roberts. Nice one, mate. Uh, two points for only Flans. Only Flans. Oh, that's another good one. I like that. Uh, that Ooh. is Heath Appleby. Well done, Heath. So Heath is now on. How many points is Heath now on? Let's have a look here. Nine points. Well done, Heath. How do you like those Applebees? Well mm. done. Uh, but three points goes to... Uh, diddly hose. Oh, another great one. That's uh, it's Philip J. Hawkins. <laughs> what? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> As I am saying, almost every episode, the Guy Davis new name challenge is a blind draw. I don't know who is giving us these names. Invariably, it's Philip J. Hawkins. <laughs> if this was if this was red, if this was red, since Philip's already won, he wouldn't give him another three point. <laughs> That is correct, and also I like to think I'm a smooth enough criminal that if this if this uh, new name challenge was indeed rigged, I'd be a little more surreptitious about who's getting the points, not just throwing them at old PJH yes. every week. But it is what it is, folks. I mean, look, we may we may swap it around next time. You know, Dando might pick the new names. It might oh. be the Brendan Dando new name challenge when we do season seventeen. We'll see. We'll see. I, I do like you doing that bit of work. <laughs> we, that's true. Yeah, we might outsource it to Mitch. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so the current leaderboard now stands at this. Philip Hawkins is a. A smooth 11 points ahead of everybody else. Wowee. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second position, Luke McKay on 18. DL Gorman in uh, in third on 17 points. Don't forget, guys, there's still one more week, one more chance to get onto the uh, Guy Davis leaderboard and enter the wild card for the draw in the finale of season 16. So to do so, you just got to be a $1 patron. You know, the deal has a link in the description of this podcast. One single dollar we do, we'll get you access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts, the Facebook group, and much, much more. All right, Mr. Davis, it's now time for some mailbag. Mailbag. JaVale, JaVale is here. Ooh. The first question comes from, what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew PJ. No. Uh, Steve Roberts says. <laughs> oh, oh, man. No, Andrew JP was the first person, but we'll go Steve Roberts. Steve Roberts, have you ever had a terrible neighbour? A terrible neighbour. I will never forget the one time. This is back when I was living in Norlane, right? And we, and he's now passed away. And rest in peace. I won't say his name, but the father of the family was uh, one of those guys who, yeah, probably like sixth or seventh level down from the top dog in like the mob. So like he's like the, oh, running, okay. the run, running the drugs around and stuff. But like he's not. He's not no real power. Who who would that be in like Casino or Sopranos? Like he's not not a big deal, but he's like he's. He's got enough. Well, he's not quite. The, yeah, he's um, in the Godfather. He'd be like Clemenza. Yeah, yeah. So, like, 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 yeah he, he's, he's not he's, quite Fredo. He doesn't sound like an absolute. Yeah, he's not part of the family, but he's no. a soldier. So if he needs help, they'll help him. But he's still like the piss ant of like the, the the group kind of thing. But okay, one time he knocked on our door 
it would have been about, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning. And I was still up playing video games. <laughs> so it must be like a Saturday. I was playing like, wrestling or something on the PlayStation 1. He knocks on the door. And I'm like, do I answer this? I don't really know. And then my dad comes out of bed. And he's like, who is it? And he's like, says his name. He opens the door. He's like, quick, quick, quick. I've got to hide this under your house. The cops are coming over my house. I've got to hide this under his house. All this cocaine. <laughs> my dad's like, get the... What a big John say. Dad's like, get the fuck out of here. He fucking slams the door in his face. And um, yeah, and that's how he got... He got went to prison for, I think, four years as a result of that. Oh, my God. Got out. And then he got murdered in a drive-by on um uh, in Melbourne. He was having lunch... In Melbourne, bang, 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 got shot in a drive-by. Full like fucking like Soprano style. I, I don't have a neighbour's story to, to match that. So I think I think we'll just go with yours. Oh my no, yes, god! That's because you're the terrible neighbour. That invariably can't. Old, old man Davis is going through our garbage again, Mum. What do we do? <laughs> you, ever, you ever gonna mow that lawn, guy? Oh, probably not. He's not wearing. Let nature take its course, Mum. Old man Davidson put on any pants to go get his mail out of the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Georgia Captain. That is true. What little collectibles, which is Dan is going to have a field day here, have you ever collected? She started buying a lot of Jim Shaw Christmas decorations. They're adorable and hand-carved, and she can't get enough. Oh, Aww. where do I start? <laughs> okay. Three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, my earliest collectible thing was footy cards. I loved footy cards and it was like Tarzos and just shit you get out of packets of chips and things like that. Then it became just whatever I got my eyes on. <laughs> my thing that I collect, <laughs> the thing that I collect now that I buy more than anything is soundtracks on vinyl. That's what I like now. <laughs> so if anyone's buying me a present, a, a soundtrack on a vinyl, that's what I want. Uh, just, I, it's funny, our man Andrew Zer sent me a link to a, a website that sells records and they I didn't realise in September they released the soundtrack of the Goosebumps TV series from the 90s and they sold out Ooh. immediately and I was like, oh no, like, me of all people, surely I should have known this. <laughs> I couldn't believe that I missed out. So now I'm like messaging record stores. I'm like, do you have a spare copy of this that I can buy, please? Cheap with cash. <laughs> but yeah, what about, what do you collect? You've got a few pops, but what's like your one thing that you collect that you still to this day, if you see it, you go, oh, I better get it because I've, I've got some of them already. Oh, I'm still a I'm still a physical media guy. I'm still a um, uh, Blu-ray and 4K and DVD guy still. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, I bought the Batman on uh, on 4K the other day when JB was having a sale. But uh, did you get to get it for like fourteen dollars? N- no, it was like twenty something, low twenties. You know, because it was was that two for forty. It was that was two for forty though, wasn't it? No, see, that's the thing. It wasn't in the two for forty. Oh, thing. No, I fucking hate that. <laughs> I really do as well because there'll be like one that I want and. One that I really want, three that I'm like, oh, maybe. The other one that I really want is like, what? And, I, and I'll always find like some rookie looking um, floor star person say, um, no, I, don't, I know this doesn't have a sticker on it, but is this part of the two for 40 deal? Yeah. And just on the off chance that it is, or that I can you know, say, well, you know, it'd be good if it was. No, you know what <laughs> you do is you buy something that's two for 40 and you peel the sticker off and you keep it in your hand. You get to the store and you go and you stick it on the front cover next time you go there. That's good thinking. That's illegal thinking. I've done that many a time. <laughs> good advice for next time. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so you're, you're still collecting physical media. I am. You couldn't have sounded any older then. I still collect physical media, but I love it. I oh. mean, I, I get it because I've, I've, I've gone back to, I collect vinyl. So basically I've, it's, a, it's a similar thing, but I've gone back to buying Blu-rays now because I'm just like, what's the point? 
Like when when it's just I know it's I know it's on Netflix, but I want to own it and I want the commentary. Yeah. I want the special features. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm buying sort of special editions of things where it's like, okay, yeah. well, it's an older movie, but they've you know remastered, or it's like, oh, it's got a retrospective documentary, or so. Yeah, you get a special edition like that. But there are certain. Mo- I mean, I've got to go through my. That's one of my resolutions for 2023. I'm actually going to go through the library. It's like you haven't even taken the plastic off this shit. You know, <laughs> shit will get off the pot, man. You know, so, and the problem is no so, one wants them anymore. There is that. Yeah, I mean, um, I've got a few titles that are like, oh, I should you know put that on Facebook, you know sales or whatever i did it with one one dollar maybe yeah i did it with one um thing that i've got i I bought this special edition big box set of the will smith movie i am legend it's really good i like that movie a lot uh and it was the only one that had like some extra features that i was really interested in and then of course they brought it out on 4k with all those features and i'm like and it's not a big unwieldy case that just doesn't look out of place in your library. So I'm like, well, I'll get that instead and I'll sell this. Someone must want it. I'll take it to that second-hand place in Melbourne. They said, we don't want this. <laughs> so, <I'm> like, <laughs> so I put it on Facebook and I said, rare limited edition, in pretty good shape, apart from that you know, dent in the, in the case and all that. No takers. Nobody wanted it. Uh, so, I mean, I might have to get back on there and say, and now for a reduced price. What did you, what did you ask for it? I think I asked for something like 40 bucks. Oh, that's your problem. No one's paying 40 bucks for a Blu-ray anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it, look at this. It's a big Show box set. Show me it. Hold up. I can't see it. There we go. So it's, so it's a big box, is it? Just it is a big I'm box. Legend. And, it's, and it's got other stuff in there like, you know, um, trading cards. and A T-shirt uh, you'll never wear. <laughs> all that kind of shit. <laughs> so w- one thing I might do in 2023 is rather than put it on just throw it out to Facebook or whatever. Sign it and give it away on the podcast. <laughs> a po- well, I wasn't going to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but offer it to... Oh, first go to the Four Finger Discount patrons page. I'm getting rid of this one this time around. Or, because I do actually do have some that are signed here. No tickers. <laughs> no tickers. Like uh, but no, that's the, it is one of the plans for 2023 is to divest myself of some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the same here. So plenty of shit here. All right, final question before we wrap this up. It's from Andrew JP. If you could be an extra in a classic movie, what would it be and why? His would be the first Anchorman. Uh, the offset <laughs> banter and improv would have been very funny, if, if funny, as funny as the movie itself. It's That's a good question, Andrew JP. I like that one a lot. Andrew JP come, delivers good questions, our man. You know, he he's, he's regular as clockwork and, you know, usually gives you something a, a little bit thought-provoking. And this is a good one. I already mentioned The Godfather. I think I'd like to be in the opening wedding sequence, takes up the first half hour or so of The Godfather. I think I thought you would great. have liked to have been one of the people standing on the street watching James Khan beat the shit out of that guy. There is that too. It's like, you missed him. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hit him there, James Khan. <laughs> I want to be uh, an extra... Uh, maybe what I'm trying to think of what film let's think what was something in ET what could be an extra in ET um, oh uh, in the is there a Halloween scene the Halloween scene just walking down trick or treating when he's dressed up yeah that'd be fun yeah or be one of the um one of the like the the government guys looking for him in the opening scene or something oh yeah yeah with the torches or the, yeah or there's that is there a bit where the you see the people sort of walking uh, along the road there's that row of like scientists or government guys all in the oh in when the they're suits. riding their bikes and then ET flies yeah. over them at the end yeah and they mm. and it's funny Spielberg like he he put because Nicola was like I thought they changed this film to get rid of the guns and I was like no they did mm. 
in 2002 for the 20th anniversary, Spielberg went full Lucas. He's like, Lucas can do it. I can do it. And he just <laughs> he went mental. He just took took the word terrorist out and replaced it with hippie. And he replaced the guns with walkie talkies. And then like three or four years later, he's like, can we just forget that I did that? Just, just, yeah. forget, just forget, <laughs> forget I ever did it. <laughs> Oh, it's like impossible to find the um the remastered version now because Spielberg's just like that never happened. <laughs> Good on him. I wish George Lucas sort of followed his uh, followed his. Yeah, when are they ever going to release the original fucking trilogy as they were supposed to be as they originally came out? Can they just do that now, please? It'd be great if they did. I mean, I mean, you can you can you can download them like that. So I was about to say we don't advocate piracy here at Four Finger Discount. <laughs> we sure don't. <laughs> hey, I, I, I just said go and steal money from JB. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> your your law breaking buddies on FFD, um, yeah. But I I actually did get a copy of like the original nineteen seventy seven Star Wars upgraded to four K, mm. but without all the added bells and whistles. And the first time I watched it, I didn't realize that I was watching it like the original. And I was like, this feels different. What I'm, I'm getting that that old Star Wars vibe. What's going on here? It's like, oh, I don't have to look at that shitty CG jab of the hut. You know, yes. I was like, oh, this is the way it's meant to be. Or if you're going to do it, can they just fix up the special effects? It's been fucking, what, 25 years, people? Can we not, if they did it in 97, just, yeah. just yeah, redo just- the special effects now so it looks fine. Or or, get, or 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 reshoot it in a way where you can make, like you know, they do with, um, with the current Star Wars series on Disney+. Plus. Make a new Jabba. Reshoot the scene, put it like mm. make make it look twenty twenty two worthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan of Tron Legacy. I like that one a lot. Uh, but one of the things that really hurts about it, I mean, it's a really slick looking movie when it came out, which is like twenty ten or twenty eleven or something. But the CG Jeff Bridges, the de aged one, just looks absolutely shocking. And I don't know you can go a bit and say, oh, well, you know, he's kind of meant to. He's not. He's not quite right or whatever. It's like. Nah, just deep fake him, you know, because yeah. people have actually done that online. It's like, well, here's here's how it looked when they did it, but now we do it with deep fake technology. It's like, oh, well, that's exactly how we should look. So, I well, I saw I saw the Indiana that. Jones trailer as we said, and they had a oh, yeah. de-aged Harrison. I'm like, if this is how he looks, I would happily watch Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford looking like this. If you, if you could do a whole film yeah. like this, I'd watch it, and I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> part of me's torn about that. It's like. No, we need new stuff. Come on. We, we need new stuff. <laughs> but part of me is going, but we could also have Harrison Ford doing any of the Jones forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would not get the, 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 the sweet, cool embrace of the grave, Harrison. You would just be entertaining us forever. Yes. Yeah. Very scary and good at the same time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that is our review of Home Away From Home. I hope you enjoyed it. The next season 16 episode of Four Figure Discount we will be reviewing the father, the son, and the holy guest star. And we will be drawing the winner of the wildcard draw on there as well. Don't forget, guys, to please continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I haven't had many reviews come through in the last few weeks. So please go on there if you've got a couple of moments to chuck us a few kind words and give us five stars as well. Or if you listen to us on Spotify, please uh, chuck us five stars on there. Very, very simple. Just go up to scroll to the top of the page. Chuck us five stars as well as follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod. We've just hit 5,000 followers on there, so thank you so much, guys, for your support. Four Finger Discount on Facebook, as always, you know that, and Four Finger Discount on Instagram. And also, if you want to ch- chuck us a message, I know what's going on, but the emails are playing up again, so it's back to Simpsons Mailbag at gmail.com oh, until yeah. it gets sorted. They, it's just, don't, 
I just don't want to get into it. Simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com for at least this week. And I'll let you guys know on the next podcast whether it's been fixed. But uh, yes, this has been a review. Home away from Homer. Next episode of season 16, The Father, The Son and The Holy Guest Star, Mr. Davis. Any final words for those listeners out there? Just wondering what they're laughing at. If you say it's four-finger discount, well, I know you're lying. Shh.